The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hey, this is Blue State Rob, and you're listening to the Eric Zane Show podcast, a show hosted by a liberal Republican whose ancestry dates back to the small country of Armenia and fueled by bouts of anxiety and adult attention hyperactivity disorder, also known as ADHD. It's not the best, but still better than radio. Anyway, here's your host, Eric Zane. so much yeah oh hey yeah a big doors sing-along at the end of the patreon on friday and uh didn't miss a note didn't miss a note uh i mean i did the full version of la woman which is like a seven and a half minute song destroyed it Crushed it when I destroyed it, and when I say I destroyed it, I mean it like it like ruined the song. But I had fun. Karaoke is so much fun. I think it was Jason Schaefer who said to people who are like, "Man, it's not even karaoke, man. Whoever singing is always terrible." That might have been Kenny. It's like, well, yeah, of course it is. That's not the point. It's not supposed to be good. It's supposed to be fun. People that are witnessing it heckle the singer. The singer is living out rock star dreams. Kind of. I mean, it's a little bit. I think you kind of have to have thick skin to do karaoke. Because, you know, most people suck. They can't sing. I think my daughter, Jacqueline, can sing. She seems to be able to carry a tune, a melody quite well. We were playing Sequence. You ever play Sequence? Oh, my God. That's my new favorite game. Uh, It was a game night last night. Eric and Diana, Jackie and Justin playing this frickin'. They go, hey, we're playing. I don't even know what this game is. Oh, man. Oh, I love this game. It is so simple that even an idiot like me can get this game. Um, For some reason, lately, I've been just horrible at Pictionary. So I'm like, I'm glad we're putting that game away. I don't, I don't even want to play it. Welcome in to the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio. Happy New Year to you all. My God. 2022. We have started again. I'm so happy that you are all here. I had a New Year's debacle. It's, it's remarkable how these things just creep up on me. And I had nothing to do with it. Nothing to do with this, but listen to this experience. Okay. I'm probably going to get in trouble for talking about this, but I don't care. Because I didn't do anything. As usual, I'm innocent. You all know 
that if there's anything that gets off the rails or sideways, I am not at fault. Most of the time. Sometimes. Occasionally, I'm not at fault. This time, I was not at fault. I'm telling you, I was not at fault. Okay? Um, before I get into that, I, I just caught a comment that uh, is exceptional. Patriot Nick needs our encouragement. He is taking part in, honestly, one of the hardest things that ex- uh, can, be, can be accomplished by a human. Day three of no cigarettes for Nick. That is not easy work. You're in the thick of it, young man. Right now, you are in the thick of it. My suggestion, keep moving because you're going to kind of get fat. You're going to want to eat more. Take it easy. Kate is like giving birth. Yeah, well, that's probably the hardest. But this is hard too. This is hard because it's a, it's a long process and it takes a long time uh, just, just getting, getting through it all, you know. But hang in there, buddy. We're thinking about you. My God. But uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. So nevertheless, we march on. New Year's Eve, it's hockey game night. And uh, all right. So game goes on. And I've got Diana, who is um, brings a, a few friends with her. She's got... Um, they're all sitting there enjoying the game. And, uh, one of these people is a newbie to the group because pretty much all of our friends are divorced. And, uh, one young lady in particular, young lady, she's our age. That's young, I guess. That's what I'll say. At least they, they look young. I feel old. How does that sound? Um, she's dating this, this dude. And, I'm pretty picky when it comes to who all of our friends and like I said, all divorced women date. The first time I met this guy, it was all right. I, I don't, I, I hadn't really, um, it takes me a few times of meeting people to really form an opinion. And I think that's fair. Excuse me. So meet this guy in the summer. And uh, pretty solid interaction. I was pleased with uh, what went on. <clears throat> um, I know, though, that um, the scenario is the guy is uh, really, really wealthy. Millionaire many, many times over. And uh, the, the line of, I, I learned about his line of work. It's very interesting to me. And he was interested in, in what I do. And it was, it was, it was nice, despite, despite being a millionaire many times over, he was not an idiot. And I was happy. I was like, oh, this is great. You know, that seems like a nice guy. I'm, uh, but I'm, I'm going to wait. I'm, I'm just going to wait before I commit. Okay, to like, yeah, I can't wait to hang out with so-and-so. 
Um, all right. I'd started to get uh, hints that um, this might be the type of guy who, well, he's, he's, he's remarkably generous, but uh, it's always just, uh, I don't know. It just, I, I, I couldn't shake the idea of like um, money flaunting, I guess. Is that, is that how you would describe this? Well, so the hockey game goes down. I finish the game. I'm walking out of the scorer's table. And this dude is running down the steps of the lower bowl. And he gets to the glass and he sees me and he starts banging on the glass, acting like he's a super fan. And I'm like, oh, hey. And kind of out of control. Got a Griffin's jersey on, a Griffin's ball cap on. And then the the sweet lady that is our dear friend, she also is dressed up like that. And I learned afterwards that they went into the... Um, store that sells all the Griffins gear and spent between five and $600 on stuff that they're, they're only wearing almost like for a gag. In fact, the sweet lady that is our dear friend who I've known forever said, um, I'm, I'm never going to wear any of this ever again. It was just purchased. And I, 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 I don't know why it was purchased just to show off or what, so uh, expensive jerseys, expensive hats. He actually bought a hockey stick. And then um, he just gave it to some fan, some kid in the stand. He bought the hockey stick, walked down, acting like a super fan. He's not, not even from here. He's, uh, he lives in Florida. And then gave the cigarette, the cigarette. Um, I just read a comment. <laughs> that just caught me off guard. Gave the stick to a fan. So I was, okay. Now. As the game's going on, you see me on the screen trying to pump up the fans. Diana said that he started to react in a way whenever he'd see me like uh, Will Ferrell in Elf, like when they announced Santa's coming. So he's screaming and yelling. It, it appeared like he was on something. So when I see him come running down the aisleway, making an ass out of himself, I'm like, Okay. Now, I, I can't quite put a fine point as to what the motivation was for this. And I don't know if he was drunk or on something or what, but it, it I was already um, up to here with him without even sharing a word with him. He's on the other, he's in the stands. I'm on the ice walking off. They meet me in the spot where they're, they're supposed to walk out. And uh, he comes out and he's, Yelling at people he doesn't know, saying, I know this guy. I know this guy. He's famous. I know this guy. He's doing that shit. And now what I want to say is, hey, shut the fuck up. Okay, stop. I get it. You're you're being silly. You're having a great time. But th these are all people working here. They don't give a shit about you. And you're making an ass out of yourself and out of me. So fucking knock it off. And I just give him the side eye. Like, Okay. Say hi to everybody. Now we have to walk through the uh, arena. And, um, you know, I'm just like, please, underneath with the Zambonis are, I'm like, please don't let this be the day 
when Steve Eiserman and Pat Verbeek come walking by. Don't let this be the day because he's going to act like an asshole to them, not even knowing who they are. Um, we walk through the area where all of the, um, there's a staging area where people who clean the uh, stadium are, and they're usually homeless people who are kind of hanging out there. And he starts, he pulls out a wad of cash and just starts giving money away to people as we walk through. I'm like, oh dear God. We get through that. And then he's still, uh, he's lagging behind the three of us walking, talking to everybody. I know him. I know him doing that shit. Now, I, I kind of want him to stay close because when you're that in that part of the arena, the security is kind of like they, they, they don't want people hanging, you know, walking around. I want them. I want security to know that this is with me. He's with me. But he keeps falling behind and like flirting with people and try, talking to workers and the ushers and just, I mean, clearly this guy has snorted a pile of cocaine and holy shit, I could not, uh, they, they wanted me to lead them to this one area called the Skywalk in Grand Rapids. You can literally walk from the arena through this enclosed tube all the way through the downtown area to get to all these various hotels and things like that. And that's where I'm leading them to, to the Skywalk. And it's and they don't know where it is, so I have to lead them to it. It turns out that the Skywalk is right next to the pro shop where they bought all this shit. And they see the guy who sold it to him. And he starts banging on the glass. He goes, look, I know him. I know him. I, hey, I spent a lot of money with you. I, hey, how much money did I spend? I'm like, oh, fucking shit, dude. Shut the fuck up. And I just wanted to stomp him. And finally, out the door, they leave. And, and uh, Diana, everybody was acting like it was hilarious. Okay? And so I say to Diana and another friend who was there, and I go, Hey, what the fuck was that? Like later on, I, uh, I FaceTimed her cause she spent the night. She, okay. She went back to Jackie's place, my daughter to watch the dog. And, um, one of the friends in that group spent the night there. And, um, the, the other two, the couple with the knowing dude were also there. They left it after midnight. I go home and Diana had been after me to stay there. And I said, no, I'm going home, going to bed, which I did. I was in bed by 10 o'clock. Had I agreed to stay there and hang out with them, there'd have been a hate crime. I was so fucking annoyed. I'm driving home. I'm like, why am I so agitated? What? What? Oh, yeah. It was because of that guy. Um, the next day, I get a hold of uh, Diana, and I go, what the fuck was that? And she goes, uh, and now she was like... Her and everybody else in the group was like, say, oh, it's so you, you're so funny. You're so hilarious. I go, what the fuck was that? They're like, yeah, I know. I was terrible. I go, well, well, then why the fuck were you telling me he's so funny? He wasn't funny. He was making an ass out of himself and me and everybody in the group. What the fuck is going on with this guy? What the fuck was he doing? And she goes, I don't know. Maybe he was drunk. I go, I don't know either. But this, I go, I'll tell you what, top of the list. I go, he's, he's on, it's, it was probation. If anybody new comes into this group of friends, you're on probation. All right. I go, I'm not, I am now, I am a, uh, what do you call it? I am not a uh, satisfied customer at all. I'm not, he's out. If you say, Hey, we're going to go out and double date with so-and-so and and dude, uh, I'm not going. 
And I'm just getting out in front of this right now. Now, after a couple days, this might settle the fuck down and I might feel better about it, but no. And it hasn't. I want to, I still want to strangle this guy. Holy shit. Oh my God. I cannot, I don't know what the fuck happened. He was all right the first time I met him. So I am completely in the dark as to what happened there. Oh. Nick says, you should have swept the knees. Chris says, yup, he's an asshole. Terry says, sounds like a cool guy. What's his name? I need a loan. Thinnest of ice. Patriot Nick, uh, first attack on Kenny of the new year. Come on. Says, oh, sorry, I missed the beginning, but you said wad of cash. So clearly not Kenny. Shut up. By the way, listen to this poor decision making by the Zaniacs. I cannot say that I contributed to any of this because I thought it was a horrible idea. Kevin Kuypers, one of the sweetest people on the planet, At one point in time on a Zaniac Zoom, got so intoxicated. Oops. It was the worst. The whole idea of uh, beer bonging. He was, you want me to beer bong another third beer? I'm going to go out and smoke a cigarette. <laughs> Kevin Kuypers. Kevin, go in there and molest your mom. Are we going to be buying another third beer? Got absolutely bombed many, many moons ago. <laughs> Nick. <laughs> Y'all want to make fun of me when I get fucked up in the Zaniac Zoom? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He eventually did and then realized he like had a problem with this fucking beer bong. He put so much alcohol into him quickly, you know, and it was rough. His dad, Eddie money just kept singing. Take me home tonight by his bedside to keep him from passing out. So then he throws the beer bong away so that he won't do that anymore. So the idea of giving him a new one, that's not a gift. That's a fucking death sentence. Patriot Nick went out of his way to have a bunch of these stickers made that have that famous quote that he said, now put your fucking, take your fucking skirt off and chug that fucking beer, dude. Come on, guy. Whatever the hell he says. He had stickers made with that phrase on it. And then when he was in Michigan, he like helped construct with the Schaefer's a beer bong and it was delivered to him Saturday on the Zaniac zoom. And I'm like, 
what makes you think this is a good idea? I suggested that this is like uh, uh, approaching a recovering heroin addict and giving the addict heroin. They, they uh, marched into uh, Kevin Kuyper's house and he beer bonged a beer. Probably hasn't done that since the last time you all made him do that. <laughs> he seemed to take it in stride. I told you to. I did not tell you to. I told you to. My God. All right, well, so now Kevin has to go back to AA meetings. Good job, you dumbasses. Uh, this show is on Twitch each and every morning live. The video live stream is on Twitch. Twitch.com or twitch.tv slash Eric Zane live. So you can see it while I do it as it happens live every morning at 8 a.m. If you're listening to the audio uh, version of the podcast. Uh, if you could, please go to twitch.com or twitch.tv slash Eric Zane live and follow the page. Thank you so much. It is brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV, where I believe they just broke ground today. There's some type of crazy expansion going on or something like that. That's what Megan is talking about. They're, they're increasing the empire. Uh, 2022 and uh, helping with that cost will be the Eric Zancho podcast household because Diana is dropping off a car today. I spent a little time this weekend watching, well, doing something I rarely do. And that is watching TV. I actually said, I'm going to sit down and I am going to watch something on TV. If it's, if it kills me. And at first I'm like, okay, I'm going to watch this new matrix movie. And then I'm like, oh, fuck that. This thing is looks stupid. I'm not doing it. And then uh, I was like, well, maybe I should go to a theater. I mean, go and actually see the new Spider-Man movie. Everybody's raving about this new Spider-Man movie. Now, I am a... Uh, I, I did not like... I've never really liked any of the Spider-Man movies. I thought they were horrible. So damn corny. But I like... You know, I like Marvel movies and I like um, Benjamin, Benjamin Cumberbatch. Is that his name? Something Cumberbatch. I like him as Dr. Strange. He's cast perfectly for it. Like if you ever go back and uh, look at the old comics of Dr. Strange, he looks like dude. I mean, they look alike. It's remarkable. So then uh, I said, fuck that. I was going to put it on Netflix. See what's on. It was, I, I broke it down to two things. A documentary on World War II in color about the rise of the Third Reich. And, or it's either that or one called Jeffrey, uh, Filthy Rich Jeffrey Epstein. And I went with that because the Maxwell trial just ended. She's guilty. And what I've... Okay. I have not really followed all I could tell you prior to this show, this four uh, episode series on Netflix. It's a uh, great documentary. 
Um, is Jeffrey Epstein and Maxwell groomed young girls and made them like prostitutes underage for wealthy people and trafficked them. That's all I could tell you. And then Epstein was finally arrested and then he died in prison by suicide and then everybody thinks that he did not kill himself. And I also know that he has ties to famous people like Bill Clinton, uh, Trump, more so Clinton than Trump, but I didn't know that at the time. Um, who else? Clinton, Trump, and Prince Andrew. After watching this documentary, the, okay, it's remarkably infuriating how much, how obvious the bribery and who knows what else led to Jeffrey Epstein being, not being, um, having to uh, be arrested or, or charged with anything serious. Uh, it could have been much sooner. And without spoiling anything of it, I it is an incredible watch, but you will get anxiety and you will get pissed off at the level of madness in what this sick son of a bitch did. Oh, my God. Um, it's also kind of a mystery they describe Epstein as like a hedge fund manager, but there's, it's really, I, it's not entirely clear how this guy got his wealth, which was like over a billion dollars. And, and as of right now, his estate is still worth over $500 million. Two days before his death, he transferred every penny he has to some type of uh, bank account in the Virgin Islands, which made it so that if there's ever any restitution uh, that needs to be paid to victims, it can't be touched. Okay? So, uh, it is infuriating what this guy did. And um, I think the level of conspiracy is incredible. I can't... There wasn't one witness there who are also victims who said that Bill Clinton was involved. They said they always saw him behaving appropriately and there's no one, but uh, he was definitely pretty close to Epstein and the whole pedophile Island thing. And Oh my God, you must watch this. It's on Netflix. It's called filthy rich Jeffrey Epstein. It'll make you It'll make you angry on a level like uh, making a murderer, that type of like, how? How could this possibly be? In particular, there is a federal um, prosecutor. Federal prosecutor? I believe he was the federal prosecutor. Name uh, Alex Acosta. When they tried to get Epstein in trouble in about 08 who it's widely accepted now that this guy took a bribe from Epstein or something fucked up happened. This guy eventually was made to be the labor secretary in the Trump administration. And when Jeffrey Epstein was finally arrested, um, when the federal case wasn't swept under the rug and it was reopened, 
because of a legal uh, ruling. It's a long story, boring if I tell it. Good if you watch it on the show. And they finally did arrest him, which led to him being incarcerated and then eventually his so-called suicide. This Acosta was in the labor sec- secretary in the Trump administration. And he have ended up like two days afterwards stepping down because he didn't want to be a distraction. Holy shit. If you've ever been like, boy, what, what exactly happened? I know Jeffrey Epstein was a bad guy. I mean, I knew Jeffrey Epstein was a bad guy, but I didn't really have all of the details of it. You must watch this. Uh, it's a pretty quick watch. About 90 minutes per episode four episodes. Okay. And it's, oh God, so fucked up. Maddening. And um, it's funny because I, I had a conversation with a few people about this guy. And, um, and like even Jackie. And she goes, I don't even know anything about him. What did he do? And I go, yeah, that, that's another interesting thing. It's, it's really remarkable how few people know the intricate um, accusations that are levied that, well, in a lot of cases, everybody believes to be true. We'll never know because he killed himself and they, he was never uh, brought to justice or he was killed. I think he was killed. He had to have been killed. Holy shit, he had to have been killed. Um, there is an attorney, you may know the name, uh, Alan Dershowitz, who I had no idea this guy was involved in this. None. This guy was famous in the O.J. Simpson trial. He, well, he's, he's an incredibly prominent attorney, Alan Dershowitz. And he is one of the attorneys of, uh, that was representing um, Epstein for all of these years, okay? And there is one young lady by the name of Victoria Roberts who is one of the big hitters in this show. And um, she was trafficked. She also uh, had sex with Prince Andrew. And he, she's involved in all the Prince Andrew shit, which is really fucked up, by the way. If it's, oh my God, the uh, level of involvement of this dirtbag. And he's, uh, by the way, um, vilified in the United Kingdom. Everybody hates that guy there. Uh, it's, I mean, he, he tried to fix it by having some um, one-on-one Oprah Winfrey type interview on the BBC and ended up it backfired on him and made him look a million times worse. So everybody in England believes that guy's a pedophile. Um, but Dershowitz is also accused by Virginia Roberts of, of raping her, of, ha- of him having sex with her. The, this old man, Alan Dershowitz. And in the, um, in the special, at one point, he says, I challenge her. I challenge her to to accuse me of anything. I dare her on this show. I was surprised he actually spoke uh, to challenge me of or uh, of accuse me of anything. And then they cut to her. And she goes, "We had sex many times. He had sex with me many times when I was underage." And this woman is a ball buster. She is spectacular. Oh my god! You got to see this man. Making blueberry chaffles, says Joe Stinkpot. It's been a while since I had a chaffle. Chaffles are freaking sweet, man. Oh, my God. And so good for you, too. Spectacular. 
There's an, uh, Kyle Ryan says, I just started watching Love These Cops. I don't know what that is. I'll have to check that out. All right. You must see that special. Filthy, rich Jeffrey Epstein. It was made uh, before, well, Maxwell was just convicted. So obviously it was made before that. But um, when it was made, she had been arrested. And there's also a number of other people, a number of other women that um, were kind of like henchmen or henchwomen who were involved in this. The way they would do it is, like in Palm Beach, Florida, Epstein um, would somehow would find out, would uh, just through being in the community, would engage young girls, 12, 13, 14, 15, who bad home life, one parent, um, no parents on the street, um, kids who had fallen through the cracks and offer them a safe haven. Hey, um, we're doing some outreach and uh, they would, they would be under the guise of we're, we're trying to teach young people skills. Uh, would you, you should meet philanthropist, philanth- how do you say that? Philanthropist, philanthropist, philanthropic, I don't know, uh, Jeffrey Epstein. And, and Maxwell would help with that. And then young girls would come to the place and he would like, uh, so uh, we're teaching massage. And then the, you, he, these girls would get in there and they'd be learning massage. And then the next thing you know, it's pronounced pedophile, Eric. It would be. It wouldn't even be like a a, a a basic grooming. It would be like he just grabbed them and raped them right there, okay, and then he'd, he'd pay them, and then he'd act like nothing would happen. And um, if he he would then say, if you ever try try to uh, 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 get me busted, I, I own the police, and no one's going to believe you because I'm incredibly wealthy, and th- it always worked. So then. He would keep paying them. They'd keep coming back. And then he'd encourage them to bring more young girls and more young girls. And they, and these chicks would bring more kids from their schools. So like he would own the school, not, not even kidding you. The web of this is so involved and, um, incredible. Just, uh, the, the amount of, of horrible things that went on, um, and then not only that, but then the, he owned this, this island in the Virgin Islands. And it just, I mean, my God, you got to see this. It's a tough watch. Tough, tough watch, to be sure. Uh, Facebook ban ends today. And probably a new one starting up shortly thereafter. In mere hours, I am back. Back after my seventh, seventh. Shut down on Facebook. Facebook brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Twitter, at Eric Zane Show on Twitter. Brought to you by Blue Frost IT. Thank you to them. And then the almighty YouTube with Frank the Tank Fuss. My policy shop insurance. Um, Eric Zane Show on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel. Bell notification. Shows on Patreon. That is yet, uh, when this podcast finishes, this free podcast, I take it over to Patreon and continue podcasting.
Uh, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Thank you so much. If you've subscribed, subscribed in the past, or if you are a new subscriber, I appreciate that. I know Aaron just subscribed. Thank you very much. And uh, Andrew, Andrew Woods just signed up. Andrew had been on before and he just re-signed up again. Andrew Woods in New Jersey, Aaron in the great state of Ohio. Thank you. And the open and live stream of this show brought to you today by TC Paintball. I imagine I'll be hearing from Rick from TC Paintball about Paintball Ward number 17. TCPaintballGR.com. If you're planning any type of team building for the office, you know, forget the escape room. Uh, Gather up the folks from work and take them to TC Paintball. Also fun for you and the kids. Bonding, father-son, father-daughter, daughter-son, daughter-daughter, you name it. Head over to TC Paintball. Try something different. On the uh, indoor uh, airball field, you will have so much fun. You throw a wad of cash at the dudes or the ladies at TC Paintball. They give you a gun, a mask, and some paint. And off you go. Stand by. TCPaintballGR.com. I got a, a great business that installs flooring. Bennett Flooring Installation. So, yeah, you've got a, a room in your household you want to uh, put new flooring down. Rip up the old stuff on your own. No big deal. Anybody can do that, whether it's carpeting or flooring or, uh, you know, whatever it may be. And uh, get that room prepared. That's going to save you some uh, some money. You get your own flooring to buy. More on that later where you need to go for that. But then when it comes to installing it, Bennett Flooring Installation. They will do it for you. You will save money because all they're doing is installing. And it will look absolutely professional. 616-318-0167. Call or text. Bennett Flooring Installation. 616-318-0167. Whenever you need flooring. If you're looking to do something fun by going to see a comedy show, there is really only one place to do that. Uh, Under the umbrella of Full House Comedy with a series of venues throughout the area. As far north as Traverse City, over to Muskegon, here in Grand Rapids, over in Holland, Michigan, Michael Winslow at the Froenthal Center in Muskegon on January 6th. I believe that show is sold out. Yes, that is sold out. But maybe at the Park Theater on January 7th. Still tickets available. 8 p.m. for Michael Winslow, January 7th at the beautiful Park Theater in Holland, Michigan. Uh, That's all coming up this weekend. Christopher Titus is also in the great state of Michigan. Two shows on January 7th. Uh, in Muskegon at Back Alley Comedy Club on January 8th for two shows at Back Alley. All these shows, tickets available at fullhousecomedy.com. Okay, let's get into the Antonio Brown nonsense. Wow. Just when you think maybe he's figured it out, 
the shit hits the fan. You know, all of the nonsense when he played with Pittsburgh. And then, uh, all right, I get a fresh start in, uh, with the Raiders. That blows up before it even begins. Same deal in uh, New England. Tom Brady sticks his neck out for him in New England. Doesn't work out. Tom Brady, again, sticks his neck out for him in Tampa. And kind of got weird when he uh, had the fake COVID card. But honestly, that didn't bother me at all because, you know, the the world we live in, that's happened. I'm not going to sit there and indict Antonio Brown. I mean, at least, at least he, um, he, he faked it in a way that I just don't have a problem with him faking it that way. I more have a problem with Aaron Rodgers for telling the world all of his lies about his stupid fake QAnon treatments to, uh, to treat COVID, which is all bullshit. Brown just lied. Who gives a shit? But now this, and, and uh, th- there hasn't really been an explanation as to what happened here with this guy. Uh, not not really sure, but uh, video started to circulate yesterday that uh, Antonio Brown taking off his pads on the sideline. Very odd situation. Antonio Brown boiled over, very upset on the sideline, took off his shoulder pads. Mike Evans, O.J. Howard trying to convince him to keep them on. Obviously, they were unable to do so. He tossed his shoulder pads, tripped off his shirt and glove, threw those into the crowd, then ran across the field while the teams were still on the field, giving the crowd a peace out sign. I'll let you know when we hear something official on his status. Thank you, Jeff. Very odd okay. situation. Um. We need to see the view from the stands. A um, little bit more involved from the stands. He's right here with the longer hair guy, and he's walking towards this guy in the gray shirt. Uh, one of the other players tries to get him to stop doing what he's doing. Mike Evans, I guess that's who it is. It's like, no, don't do it. Don't do it, man. This is in New York. They're taking on the Jets. Taking off the top. I like I like the kicker just still just warming up there. Fans are noticing now. What the hell? All the fans are standing. He's waving at them. Wow, this is a flame out. No one's sure what happened here. Bruce Arians, the uh, coach for the Bucks. He's like, uh, he does not, he is no longer a player on the team. I'd like to just talk about the game that we just won. The Bucks came back and won the damn game at the time. They were trailing the, the uh, Jets there. So from what I'm hearing, Bruce Arians, head coach, wanted him to go back in the game. Hey, get out there. I need you. And he didn't want to go in. Wow. Uh, according to this, uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers wide receiver Antonio Brown erupted in frustration on the sideline. MetLife Stadium Sunday, leaving the field in the third quarter. Bruce Arians said no longer on the team. He is no longer a buck. That's the end of the story. Let's talk about the guys that went out there and won the game. You see, I don't know how he keeps it together. Because if you're him, 
I mean, I, I would just want to stop him. I would say he's no longer a buck and he's a piece of shit. And we won without that guy. Fuck him. How does he keep it together? What would be so wrong with, with just letting him have it? When asked for more details on what led to Brown's departure, Arian said, I'm not talking about him. Oh, come on, man. Give us some dirt. A source told ESPN that Brown was not benched. He quit, the source said. Brown did not fly home on the team charter, according to another team source. Teammate Mike Evans and O.J. Howard attempted to calm him down when he took off his jersey pads and undershirt, throwing it blah, 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 blah. Uh, MetLife Stadium security in the tunnel thought he was a fan running onto the field. Uh, We thought it was a jumper, one security officer said, adding that as Brown went through the tunnel, he asked the state troopers, the Jersey state troopers, for a ride to the airport. They said no. (laughs) (laughs) He was shirtless, didn't have his wallet. The security officer said, adding that Brown changed in the locker room, was able to get an alternate transportation to the airport. Arian sold Fox Sports after the game. He was trying to get Brown to go into the game. Brown refused twice as Arians and as Arian told him to get out. Arians added to Fox Sports regarding Brown's taking off his equipment. Never seen anything like that in all my years. Arians added to ESPN that he didn't know why Brown did not want to go in the game. When asked if Brown's ankle may have played a role in his refusal to play, he was officially questionable for the game due to the injury. Arian said no. At that point in the game, the Bucks were down 24-10. But they, that's the, I cannot believe they fucking came back and won that game after all of that. And they were already without another receiver. It was important that Brown stay there because um, they, I guess they were short receivers or something like that. But uh, Brady being Brady won the game. Brady called it a difficult situation with Brown. He was not notified of Brown's dismissal until after the game. It's also the latest missed up for Brown. They talked about him and uh, the fake vaccination. Um, Bruce Arians had said prior to him joining the team, whenever that was, he said, if this guy takes steps one toe out of line, he's gone. And then the vaccination issue came up and he didn't cut him. So people were like, why aren't you cutting him? Why aren't you cutting him? And, and I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't cut him. Who gives a shit if he faked his vaccination? You know, I think it's crazy that anybody would do that. But I mean, fuck. If you don't cut Aaron Rodgers, can you imagine how much, uh, it how much of a shit storm it would have been had they actually cut him for, excuse me, faking his vaccination status when nothing was done to Aaron Rodgers for the bullshit he did? So, fuck that. I don't want to cut him over that. But this, oh my God. Brady said, we all love him. We care about him deeply. We want to see him be at his best. Unfortunately, it won't be with our team, Brady said, adding that he will continue his friendship with Brown and would encourage those around him to help him. Uh, I think everyone should be very compassionate and empathetic towards some very difficult things that are happening. Brady said, well, so Tom, if Tom Brady tells me that, I think, I think that, uh, I mean, come on, it's Tom Brady. This is, uh, as close to perfect as a human can possibly be. 
Okay. I'm not saying Tom Brady can walk on water, but I can promise you, baby Jesus is saying this guy's pretty impressive. This guy is pretty impressive. Okay. So I actually think I'm going to err on the side of caution here for once. I think he may have just had a mental episode here. I am going to assume this. This is a medical concern and isn't just him being an asshole. He may have a screw loose. And we may have just watched it. By the way, Sarah Rook Rug Roosh is like, son of a bitch, don't stop with your shirt. Take off your pants. Because she's like, that guy is jacked. He really was. He's he's definitely ripped. Le'Veon Bell, who also has had his issues, just signed with the Bucks, was Brown's teammate with Pittsburgh, said, uh, similar to, to Brady, I found out when we got in the locker room at the end of the game, Bell said, I instantly sent him a text, try to catch up with him real quick. Obviously, he texted me back and I talked to him. He's still one of my close friends. Like, you won't hear me talking bad about AB at all. Obviously, I understand things happen, but he's one of my closest friends. I've been around a close teammate overall, a good person, some bad decision making at times, but he's human, not perfect, and we'll continue to move on without him and keep moving forward. It's tough. Obviously, when I came over here, I was happy to be reunited with him. Unfortunately, it was only two games. But at the end of the day, I wish the best for him outside of football or whatever's next for him. Wow. Now, I, I wonder if this will if this is the end. I mean, I if I'm the Lions, I sign him for that home game against the Pack. Okay. At least just a one-game thing. Immediately. Sign him immediately. Roll out the red carpet. My Lions, God bless him. Got my Lions hat on right now. Ugh, fuck. Sea Hags hung 51 on him yesterday. Oh. By the way, the Tennessee Titans have a chance at home field throughout the playoffs. They have quietly, quietly been kicking ass all year. Their quarterback, Ryan Tannehill, at one point was like viewed as a scrap heap quarterback. Now he's the fucking man. Incredible. Um, in the NFC, the pack. Uh, look like they, well, they they have. They, they are the number one seed with a week to spare. So they're going to play a bunch of loser players against the Lions probably. Uh, it's not clinched for the Titans. I think they can still screw it up. I think the Chiefs can actually still win the AFC. More on this uh, Antonio Brown nonsense. Um, there was a that that clip that I showed you from the fans from the from the stands. Michael Rapaport does these videos where he uh, he puts in his own um, his own audio track. So if you take the clip of Antonio Brown quitting and then he throws this in it's always funny Check, 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 motherfucker! 
How much money did this guy lose? This uh, this statistic is interesting. He was on the verge of making a million dollars in bonuses. Had he um, made just a handful of more catches with a handful of more yards, he would have unlocked a ton of bonuses, Antonio Brown. Eight more catches with a game and a half to go, because there's a game next week. He would have gotten $333,000 in contract bonuses. If he had 55 more yards, he'd get that same amount again. And one more touchdown, the same amount again. That would have amounted to uh, just under $1 million is what he threw away. Wow. Oh, my God. O.J. Simpson, of all people, weighed in on this. Yours truly. Hello, Twitter world. Hey, Twitter world, it's we me, yours truly, got, uh, watching um, San Francisco the championship weekend with many of my league co-players in fantasy. There's one thing that we all agree on, as well as the other people here, is what Tom Brady has done for Antonio Brown. For him to pull what he pulled today is completely... Inexcusable. Playoffs are coming up. And you pull this crap on a guy who really went out on the limb for you. Totally BS. Inexcusable. Take care. <laughs> somebody somebody writes, it's almost as inexcusable as cutting the heads off of two people. Shit. God. <laughs> the fucking balls on this guy to just... Ah, yeah, he's just trying to blend in with the world. It's remarkable. The juice. Uh, Then this clip. And by the way, nearly every story I talk about today is some madness that happened in football. Uh, This incident. This is at uh, the Washington football team stadium, which, by the way, just announced you're going to keep that name. Jalen Hurts is the quarterback for the Eagles. Who, they got a chance at the playoffs. I think they actually might be in right now. Uh, he's walking off the field and all the Eagles fans that are there in attendance in Washington have piled over to this uh, exit area to say uh, hi to this guy as he's walking off the field. Hey, congrats! Uh by the way, Zilchin says, Eric, Betty White did not play football. That's right. I, I do need to talk about that. You're absolutely right. Watch this. Wait for it. Wait for this. Watch the fans. at this you okay you okay these fans don't care I love this so much this is my favorite (laughs) this guy's getting a selfie they're all getting selfies 
the fucking thing gives away and they they fall on their faces they're all fine and then they all like hey this is great this is the best thing that's ever happened to us because now we can hang out with jalen hurts (laughs) and then he helps him up (laughs) oh man Oh, this is sweet. You must see it. I'll link it up in the show notes if you are listening to the audio podcast. They're like, come on, let's go. I like the one fan. He's in it like a helmet. Uh, There you go. Great stuff. Great stuff. Um, Yeah. So then let's not forget. There was that. That all happened over the weekend. College football. You had... uh, Okay, Cincinnati, uh, you know, they did their best against Alabama. Alabama's just too much for those guys, and that's that. Alabama again in the final game. Holy crap. And then you're thinking, Michigan, hey, hey, this is it. We got a shot. And they get absolutely jail-sexed by Georgia. Holy shit. Oh, God, was that brutal. Oh, shit. And uh, it was just, uh, you know, they, they, they just kept piling on, piling on. And then Michigan, it's like, God, I don't even know what, where to begin with that thing. It was just a thorough ass kicking. It was just so one-sided. So now we have the national championship in a week or so between Georgia and Alabama. And I'm just so sick of Alabama. Oh, God. I'm kind of bummed out. You know, I just, I didn't want them again. I mean, seriously. Uh, Betty White dying. Boy, that came out of nowhere. On New Year's Eve, 18 days shy of her 100th birthday. And then, you know, uh, conversation I hear from people and online is, well, what killed her? What what was it? Well, I, I don't know. Uh, 100 years I think might have had something to do with it. And I was like, well, she looks so good. And she just said that she would just got a great medical uh, checkup and everything is fine. She is 100. Okay. When uh, the fact that she was uh, getting pubic hair and my dad was not born. Okay. There's a, uh, that's pretty fucking old. And my dad is going to be uh, 88 in March. So that's probably what happened. Uh, Part of me was like, I wonder if this is a hoax. I wonder if she's actually doing a hoax. And at Times Square, she's going to jump out of a cake nude or something like that. Because she's hilarious. Just a funny, funny lady. Everybody loved her. Uh, she could be described as a national treasure, without a doubt. Uh, nothing uh, negative about her. Just a funny, funny woman. Uh, rest in peace, Betty White. There's really nothing to say more than that. Because 
all she did was make people happy. There wasn't anything weird or sideways or fucked up or, you know, occasionally, you know, somebody will die. Like if Antonio Brown died today, they'd be like, Antonio Brown, uh, 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 incredible talent. But boy, everybody hated that guy. There's always some, there'll be some long list of controversy that will, uh, that will come up, but, uh, but not Betty White. She was just absolutely spectacular. Who else died? Did Harry Reid die recently? Harry Reid died, and then um, John Madden's death, which I've got some uh, story about that a little bit later on. People are still trying to cancel John Madden. Another asshole's trying to cancel John uh, John Madden. And Dan Reeves died. Dan Reeves, holy shit! What are the another legendary coach? All those years with Denver and then Atlanta. I don't know if he won a Super Bowl. I don't think he did. And then the Giants, too. As a player, I th- uh, he was a terrific player. He, I don't know if he's in the Hall of Fame or not. I, there's, there's a couple questions I have about Dan Reeves. Is Dan Reeves in the Hall of Fame? Let me ask the staff. Um, is he in the Hall of Fame? No. He and Marty Schottenheimer are the only eligible NFL head coaches with 200 career wins who have not been inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Passed away January 1. Only 77. Fuck. I hate that. I hate when I hear about that. And this all comes back to my dad. Being that he's 87, I'm like, Jesus, is he on borrowed time? Please, God, no. Please, God, no. Please, 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 no. Speaking of mortality, my brother Mike is still on the mend. Um, there was kind of like some scuttle on Friday's Patreon about is he going backwards because he's at home, but he was complaining about other issues because of this COVID case that's affecting him strangely. So Diana came in here and I go, what's what's the news? Or she came in here. I go, hey, is everything all right? She goes, oh, you know, I was just about your brother. I go, well, is it good news, bad news? What is it? And she goes, eh, maybe. And I'm like, well, what? And so on the podcast, she goes, well, uh, he's still very, very nauseous. He's dizzy. And now his legs hurt. I'm like, oh, so I'm like, well, what does this even mean? So I've then finished the podcast. And then, uh, I reach out to another family member, actually his wife. And she goes, oh yeah, he's fine. No, it was Jim. It was my brother, Jimmy. He goes, oh yeah, his legs are just a little sore, but he took a hot bath. But he feels better. I'm like, well, what? fucking telephone game. And then I reached out to his sweet, better half, uh, my sister-in-law, Sherry. And she goes, uh, slow. And then yesterday, much improved, much improved. I am um, on the fence about family intervention, about, okay, now would you quit fucking around and get vaccinated here? Would you just do that for me, please? Would you just do that so you, I mean, you guys are so lucky. This one clanked off the goalpost. The next one, it might not be so lucky. Okay, do this. Quit fucking around. Enough. I mean, what in the world would cause me to be so afraid of that? That that's the only thing that holds loved ones back from actually saying what should be said is fear that they're going to get yelled at. There's something bad's going to happen. Isn't that the case most of the time with any of these uh, uh, weirdo scenarios like this, where you're like, "What should I do?" Well, I know exactly what I should do. 
I should go over there, grab these people by the fucking lapels and say, hey, what the fuck is wrong with you? Would you get this medicine in you so you don't die, dick face? Seriously, what the fuck? Shit. All right. Dumb shit Nick, who is one of the dumber ones, writes, why though? He has antibodies now. Well, first of all, you can re-catch it. You can get reinfected. And there's other people in the family who don't have antibodies. And they're all the same. So mind your own fucking business and worry about the cigarettes that you're trying to stop smoking. Shut the fuck up. Ding dong. Uh, where are we here? Man, I can't believe I left that audio on. I feel so bad about that. Hey, don't forget about the Just Chirpin' podcast. You can find it at justchirpin.com. J-U-S-T-C-H-I-R-P-I-N. Get it chirpin' like hockey players. That's what, That's the word they use for busting each other's balls. J-U-S-T-C-H-I-R-P-I-N. It's a hockey podcast by four beer leaguers who sit there and bust each other's balls. Check it out online and enjoy the uh, the Just Chirpin' podcast. I would tell you you can get it wherever you download podcasts, but they haven't gotten that far yet. I think they're on Spotify and Stitcher, but you can also get all the information you need on their website, justchirpin.com. Johnson Carpet One is where you want to go to buy your flooring. Kent dropped the E at a U. Works there. Johnson Carpet One Floor and Home Discount Outlet. If you are in West Michigan, they're on Granville. Now, you know where the main store is if you're familiar with this uh, part of the area on Chicago Drive. But just to the west of that is the Discount Outlet. A little bit more hidden because it's behind this Little Caesars, but it's an enormous warehouse right in that area of Granville there. Okay? Um, Pull in there. Walk in and say, where's Kent? And they'll say, he's unloading tons of low-priced flooring. And he's probably on a high-low or a forklift or whatever. I think they're the same thing. Uh, Frustrated because he's out of room with walls of flooring that are reduced drastically because they buy it in bulk. They buy the most popular brands in bulk and they pay less for them because they buy so much of it from the manufacturers and then it winds up on the floor of the discount outlet. Okay, you basically just buy it off the floor and go home with it. At the main store, you might have to order your product and it takes a few weeks to a few weeks to get in. I suggest the first stop is the discount outlet. If they don't have what you're looking for, then you go to the main store just down the road. But the discount outlet has piles of carpet, rolls of it, walls of carpet. Okay, you just tell them what you want. They cut the piece, roll it up throw it in your vehicle and you're gone. It's awesome. You're going to pay so much less. I mean, seriously, compare it to any place, any other place. Theirs is the lowest. Their price is the lowest. It is a true discount outlet. Johnson carpet, one floor and home. A and E heating and cooling reminds you that if you, it's cold out right now. I mean, today it's probably only going to be like in the teens. 15 degrees. We just got half a foot of snow here in Hudsonville. Uh, And if that furnace goes south on you, holy shit. 616-516-8579 for A&E heating and cooling. 
online at aeheatingcooling.net. And, um, you know, that you might just call them not for an after-hour service call or a repair job, um, but for a tune-up. And I highly recommend that because once it's running more efficiently, you're paying less for whatever you're using to heat your home. So think about that. And it should be looked at every single year. A&E Heating and Cooling, 616-516-8579. Stand by. Uh, Blue Frost IT. Okay. If you have a business, a smaller or medium-sized business, and you see a tech upgrade in your future, new computers, new network, whatever it may be, do not just go online and start buying stuff randomly. Would you please just spend 30 minutes of your time, this is free, and sit down with an expert who's going to ask you a few questions about your business and what you do to make money in your business. And then he's going to go back home. This is Alan from Blue Frost IT. Figure out what exactly you need. Present it to you. I think Bruce just threw up. And say this is this is all what would uh, make things the best for your business. And here's why. This complimentary consultation doesn't cost you anything. And then you're like, okay, so that's the upgrade. Yes. Okay, if you do it yourself, you're going to buy either not enough equipment, not the right equipment, or spend too much for stuff you don't need. Buy the right equipment. That's what I did. I sat down with Alan. He goes, okay, so obviously you need a sound card. Yes. And uh, processing speed is important for me. So we kind of went over that stuff. And then he kind of, uh, he actually built my computer. Um, you may have that uh, in store for you, or you can just buy it off the shelf. It just depends. It depends on what you need. My point is, don't do it all yourself. Do not DIY the tech that you use to run your business. Have an IT professional do the project for you. Call or text 616-200-8550. Josh worked all night. He's going to bed. Good night, Josh. Thank you for being here. I'm going to get to a fight that happened in the Peach Bowl. Michigan State in a great game against Pittsburgh. My God, was that an awesome game. Uh, there was a huge brawl that took place in like the area where you buy your beers. Let's get to that one. Okay, now let's make sure I got everything I need here to do this appropriately. I think I'm good. Yes. All right. See this guy right here, the black guy with the uh, long hair? He is one of the combatants, kind of, because this dude in the blue here, you see his back? He is uh, also one of the combatants. Now, this is uh, not really sure what goes on here. This, this really weirdly shaped man that looks like he's wearing a fat suit, he's a peacemaker. You see this uh, hair in the bun here? Th this is a lady. She, a lady. She is the wife of Guy in the Blue. She's going to try to break up what is brewing here between white guy and black guy. All these people in the background, they see what's up. They know that this is about to erupt into chaos. 
In fact, these guys in the blue here, uh, they eventually become peace uh, peacemakers. All these black guys, they don't do shit. They're like, fuck it, let's watch it. Okay. Uh, black guys, says, fuck you. Here we go. Okay, so you just saw that dude here just bashes black guy in the face with an open hand. Okay. Okay, now watch black guy's reaction. Just watch black guy. Okay. He he's smiling. He just was acting like he was shooting a jump shot. He did not respond to getting bashed in the face. Wife here, roly poly wife. She's trying to stop white guy after he just did that. Lumpy here, who Rob G, by the way, described as Kyler, which is just rude. It's, it's like, uh oh, oh no. Now watch when it gets serious for black guy. Now black guy looks like he can kick some ass too. Okay. Now white guy thinks it's all done. It's all over. It's all over. Watch this. Black guy is, and look at this chick. She's dressed like a cheerleader. She's like, oh, hey, I want to sleep with that black guy. Here he comes. Now he's serious. You see that? Did you see his face change? Now this is a look like motherfucker. I'm going to kill you. You can see the tip of his dick right here. This guy's got a huge dong. This pit fan is like, holy shit. I think these are all Pittsburgh fans, by the way. Okay, watch. Oh, no. Okay. Black guy comes up and blows a kiss at the guy. White guy throws a punch and hits the black guy and hits his wife. Oh, no. Watch. Now, he kind of hit the wife, but not really. Okay. So, watch. He, again, hits him with an open hand. Now, she hasn't been struck yet, so I don't know what the what the issue is here. He just kind of falls into her. And she and she falls down. Now she looks like she's just been struck in the face, but she hasn't. Black guy's laughing at white chick. He thinks it's hilarious. By the way, she's wearing her pants like that. I don't. Is that in style? Okay. Now this guy's. Look what you did. Look what you did. He's screaming at his white friend. Look at the shape of this man. It looks like he's wearing. You ever see the movie? Austin Powers and when Austin when Mike Myers is dressed in that fat suit like fat bastard, look at the shape of this man. This dude comes out. He remember he was in line getting a beer, and he comes up Thorman and says, "Stop, stop!" They're all yelling at this guy, saying, "Look what you did!" Trying to make him feel bad because his wife is laying on the ground. So they're all yelling at him over this, okay? So they're all screaming, look what you did. Look what you did. You did this to your wife. And he's like, holy shit, I can't believe it. Oh, no, I can't believe it. So now they're like, okay, please calm down. And they're helping her. I still don't know what her fucking problem is. I think she's just acting here, trying to get him to stop, okay? But he's like, and now now, uh, Lumpy is trying to calm down white guy. 
Now, this is going to get a lot worse. Hey, this ain't a You can hear all the black guys having a good time. They're laughing at this. They're like, what the hell just happened? Okay. Hold on a second here. I think I just screwed something up. I want to make sure I don't. Okay. Somehow the black guy gets the black dude who got beat up or pushed in the face. He's back. And I'm not sure. Here he comes. Here he comes. See him back there? He's skipping. He's skipping. He wants this guy to. Now the black guy's just standing there. He's got his eye on white dude. And the black guy cut or the white guy comes after the black guy. He took a step towards the black guy. Black guy goes low, kind of like a Kurt Angle wrestling move. He's got him in the air. He gets him on the ground. At this point, if I'm a cop watching this, black guy has not, he's been attacked three times now. This dude's try is laying, he's molesting this woman on the ground. White guy gets a handful of hair. Watch this. Boom. Watch this. Black guy is not defending himself. Now, black guy is not injured here, but that was very peculiar. The way, did you see how that unfolded? He's like hanging, one white guy's hanging on to the black guy, and another white guy is punching, sucker punching him in the face. This is fucking terrible. This is not a fault, uh, or this is not a fight. This is a fucking hate crime. I kind of wish a race war started here. White guy still wants a piece of black guy. This chick's still on the ground. She's sitting cr uh, crisscross applesauce. Uh, she's done acting like she's injured. She was not hurt. Why was she laying there? She's just disgusted that she's with this piece of shit white guy. Look at all these cell phones up. Look at the world we live in. No, everybody just loves getting this footage. Finally, oh no, look at this. They, they went right in on an ass crack. That is, that looks like Saul's ass crack right there, except minus the fur. There's no fur there. Wow. Some lady needs, oh boy, she needs a longer shirt. She works for security. Look at the size of, it looks like cleavage on, a, on titties. This guy still, look at how mad this guy is. He still wants a piece. Wow. And I, I, I really was hoping that I'd see a better showing of ass kicking by this black guy because he's jacked. He looks way strong, but he got the, he didn't do shit. 
So that's it. And I, I don't know what the hell happened to either of these people. My God. Man. We still don't know what exactly this was all about. That's that's the question. I don't know what spurred it on. I don't know what he could have done. Wow. But that was excellent. Good work by the cameraman. Um, and we have it. And uh, I will link it up in the show notes of the audio podcast. If you're like, what just happened? We don't know what happened on the audio podcast. It's just you talking over people fighting. Well, you can watch it on your own. But I wanted to get to that because it was so going around. Absolutely incredible footage. Big highlight of the weekend. I have uh, joined forces with another amazing podcast again. And I listened to some of it over the weekend. I listened to Threads podcast, Life Unfiltered. Now, that is Jason Terry. Jason Terry is a longtime friend of the show. Okay. And he, I think, started podcasting at about the same time I started podcasting, maybe even before that. Okay. And he's signed up for a marketing plan, so I can tell you about it. And I want you to check out the Threads podcast. Now, this show is not like mine. These are good, sweet, nice people. This is a show that talks normally about things the way normal people do. I am not. Okay, I'm an idiot. And the best way to describe this show is what adults talk like. I'm a jackass. I was listening to a show and they were talking. It was uh, the end of the year show where they talk about their favorite shows of the year. Okay, and I found I found them uh, pulling me in because the show they like talk very frankly about like mental health and stuff like that. And, and I, and I think that's cool. I do that too, but I tend to throw F bombs in there all the time. They don't do that. These are people. If you want to listen to something that's safe, okay, safe for work. And you can probably relate because they're just like you and me, um, dealing with life on a regular basis. And they, uh, they're very open and honest about the things that might uh, trip them up that they deal with on a daily basis. And I, I found it to be very refreshing and, uh, uh, listening to it. This is what I get. I got, they're like, Hey, you know, we got a long list of things that you can deal with when it comes to improving your mental health on your own as a DIY project. And so Jason's listing his, and I'm like, I do that. I do that. Oh, yes, yeah, sweet. One of them is like, have a have a pet, okay? Have a dog or a cat. And I'm like, yeah, hey, well, I mean, Jesus, I'm surrounded by them. I couldn't be more mentally fit than any. Now, truth be told, I'm, I am much more mentally stable than everyone, as you all know. So I don't need it, you know, because I'm uh, already at the tip top of my game mentally, and there is nothing that gets in my way, <clears throat> as far as you know. But uh, I really enjoyed it. You guys are awesome, and I appreciate you being there. If you have a moment, uh, check out the Threads podcast. If you have, because uh, the way I look at it is sometimes you can get too much Eric Zane. There is that, especially when I'm playing like three different audio sources at one time. And when you get a little too much Eric Zane, you kind, you know what? I I need to get out of this. He's just too fucked up. Turn to Threads, okay? When you want to hear. The hockey idiots talk, listen to just chirping, and you want to get out of the mode of screaming and yelling at people and being an asshole. 
listen to Threads. Thread po- uh, Threads podcast, Life Unfiltered. You can go to their website, or you can, in fact, uh, download their podcast wherever you download podcasts. It's everywhere. Thank you. They put out a new episode about once a week. Well done, guys. All right. Where am I here? A lot of that today. Where am I here? I had a um, scenario this weekend for the longest time. We have this old hot tub. It's probably 20 years old. And uh, it worked, worked fine. And then it stopped working. So I called Jeremy out the door from Jenison Pool and Spa Depot. Free plug. And I said, uh, this thing doesn't work anymore. What happened? And he goes, well, I don't know. These are finicky things takes a look at it, and he says, I can fix this. Great, do it. This is going to cost $2,000. $2,000? Are you crazy? And Diana says, we're going to get it fixed. Either you get it fixed or we're getting a new one. We all love to hang out in the hot tub on a cold winter day when there's snow around. It's like a winter wonderland. We sit there, and me and my girlfriends drink wine. We talk about their stupid boyfriends and how much of an asshole that the, that the one is for making an ass out of himself at the hockey game. We're going to get that fixed, so figure it out. Okay, all right, I will. So I said to Jeremy, I go, all right, we're going to get it fixed. Order the parts. Everything's backlogged. It's hard to get parts. So Diana's like, that was six months ago. When the fuck am I going to get my hot tub fixed? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm waiting on Jeremy. And now I don't want to get fixed because it costs $2,000 and I don't give a shit about a hot tub. So the layer of, Hey, I don't know. It's on all the parts are on one of those shipping containers in the Pacific ocean right now. That's bullshit. I don't believe you. I go, well, call him. I mean, do you think he doesn't want the work? The problem was I said, call him because she did. And then Jeremy calls me and goes, hey, man, uh, yeah, we got the parts. I go, you did, huh? He goes, yeah, your wife called, and uh, she was kind of, she, you know, Dinah lowered the boom on these guys. So they, like, uh, figured something out because they knew she was pissed. And so uh, he goes, don't forget, it's $2,000 out the door. Every time he gives you a, uh, a, a, how much it costs, he always says out the door. That's why his name is Jeremy out the door. So they go, all right. Uh, we need you to do some things in order for us to fix this hot tub. I go, what is it? First of all, fill it up with water. Okay, no problem. He goes, then you need to take uh, the the panel off of the front of it because the hot tub itself is in a cabinet where pumps are and uh, obviously um, all the different uh, uh, plumbing, if you will, that makes the hot tub the hot tub. And the electronics. They go, you need to make sure that the plumbing doesn't freeze. Because it will. I go, so what do I do? They go, well, you got to get a hair dryer and stick it in there. What? They go, yeah, it's the oldest trick in the book, but it works. Telling you. Take a hair dryer, put it on low, turn it on, and leave it on, and leave it in there. And then put the panel back on and screw it on. So it's like it's like heated inside of the cabinet to keep anything from freezing. And I go, you guys are fucking nuts. It's going to burn my house down. They go, nope. Trust us. And I go, well, I'm thinking to myself, 
Okay, so it costs $2,000 to fix this fucking hot tub. Plus another $4,000 in energy costs for a, a hairdryer on for like, I've had the hairdryer on for 36 hours. And I go, well, when are you coming out? Well, I think Monday. Like, what do you mean you think Monday? I got a hairdryer on. I'm burning. I'm literally burning money. We'll try to get out there. I go, well, what could you possibly be doing? You had, to, you had to scramble to get these parts fixed. Nobody's pool is open. You know? I mean, come on. You can't get any parts to repair any other hot tubs. The only reason why you're getting this one fixed is because Diana busted your asshole. My God. So the word on the street is they're going to come here and fix this damn thing. And I'm like, oh, great. Sell more sponsorships. That is like, just, just work harder. I don't care what the hell you have to do. Uh, Dean says use a space heater with thermostat overload. Can't fit. Won't fit in there. Tried it. Corey says hair dryer is going to explode. Yep, I know. But he insists it's not. When it's, uh, they, he says he's been doing this for 20 years. He's never had a problem. He says you put it on low. It will not destroy it. Jesse says you don't like a hot tub, Zane. You don't like hanging out with nude women. No, I take it back. I do like getting in the hot tub. But if I had to choose between getting the hot tub, being in the hot tub, or not spending $2,000, I would say no to, to that if it were me. The coach of the football, the Hawaii football team. I'm telling you, this is all about sports today. There's, but there, there's all, it's not about sports. It's about the nonsense that goes along with it. Okay. Now, when you see this guy's face, this is a face of a guy who's, who looks like a asshole. Okay. My kind of guy. If, if, okay. If this is an old boomer football coach, young players of today are not going to listen to a boomer coach because the way old people coach is not the way younger people coach. Younger people coach in particular ways that you can't scream and yell at football players anymore. And that's like the way it is that that's the norm. Okay. Um, remember I was talking to a couple of my friends that play hockey, Joey Hicketts and Matt Pumple. He used to play for the Griffins. I go, do the coaches still yell? And he goes, not anymore. Coaches don't do that anymore. They don't scream at players and say shitty things to them. In the olden days, they did. They, it just doesn't happen like it used to be. And my opinion is, is because they're soft. <laughs> because they are. The University of Hawaii is having a mutiny. The football team, they're known as the Rainbow Warriors, were scheduled to play Memphis in the Hawaii Bowl, the Easy Post Hawaii Bowl. But COVID-19 issues within the team's program caused it to be canceled. Since then, 14 of their players have quit, entered what's known as the transfer portal to go play for another team. 
Uh, the mass exodus comes on the heels of a recent report that described the culture inside the program as miserable. According to a published report, the players do not like coach Todd Graham. Graham was hired in 2020 to coach the Rainbow Warriors. Um, and he's apparently brought the program tumbling down in less than 24 months. One current player said a lot of the players want him fired, especially the good players, the starters. Another said that he's he and a lot of others can truthfully say that Graham has killed their love and passion for football. A third player went so far as to say it's verbal abuse the way he talks to guys. It's personal. It's not like, quote, oh, you need to be faster. He's calling the guys useless jackasses and a sack of shit. Now, I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's an age thing because if someone calls me a sack of shit, I laugh at that. It's fucking funny to me when someone, I just, I just find that to be humorous, but I don't know. Maybe that's just me. I mean, I'm kind of a weird dude. As a result, quite a few of the players on Hawaii's roster will be playing elsewhere in 2022 unless Graham is let go. It's so bad that the athletic director and, um, and Graham released statements about it. Um, unfortunately the transfer portal has become a reality of college football and we're no strangers to it. The amount of transfers is disappointing. However, not, not unusual compared to many other schools around the country and even within our own conference. We can't ignore that. There are areas that we need to improve on coach Graham and I are in constant contact and always looking for ways to make the program better. Well, if that wasn't bad enough, <laughs> this coach's son is on the team and he quit too. Now, come on now. If your own kid is like, <clears throat> he is such an asshole. I cannot handle my dad. He was a freshman with the program and he has quit. Okay. Even I, who frankly, if someone runs like hell and is playing like shit, it should be okay to say you're a sack of shit. You're the worst, but no one talks like that these days. I am the spirit animal of this coach. Okay. But I only am living vicariously through him. There's no way I would ever actually say that in the workplace. I wish we could say that in the workplace, but you can't. There's no way in hell you can say that in the workplace. I guess this is not really the workplace. He's the coach, but still, especially with the way young people are today. If you talk to anybody who's 35 and under like this, you are fucked. Now, like if I, there are exceptions, but like some of the old fuckers on here, like Dean, Dean knows he's an asshole. He's a cocksucker. And then he laughs all the way. Every time you refer to him as that. Old people have rhino skin, 35 and under, all millennials and down. You cannot talk to them this way. They will throw themselves off of the tallest cliff or building if you talk to anybody who is a millennial or under like this. If you do that, you are fucked. 
There is no way that that is acceptable in this, in this world. So uh, to be clear, I fully support this coach. He should be able to look at these players and call them pieces of shit because they are. They're horrible. These guys stink. But I cannot endorse this behavior because if you do that, you're going to get fired and everybody is going to quit on you. You must handle all millennials and under with appropriate gloves. That is the day that we live in. So if you're hearing my voice and you fall into the age gap of millennials, just know I need to handle you appropriately. Millennials age bracket. 1990, wait a minute, 1981 to 1996. That means you are from age 25 to 40. Okay. So that means uh, whoever's listening, for my kids, that would be, well, Jacqueline was born in 97. That makes her right at the beginning of Gen Z. Gen Z is 97 to 2012. So I have two Gen Zers. And one millennial. And my millennial is a super young millennial. Okay? He's uh, a 26-year-old millennial. Millennials are 25 to 40. And uh, Gen Z right now is 9 to 24. So all Americans, 40 and under, if they do something stupid and you say, the only thing you can say is, I love you. You tried. Let's discuss this now. Um, We're going to go to a meeting room. And have a safe talk to make sure that you're okay, that you did not get that parking spot. That is that is what you must do, okay? If you are a boss and you have a 40-year-old employee who has a deadline due for a project, okay? And you completely forget and you blow it off and you go get drunk and you don't get the work done and you just cost the company $50 million, and then you come to work and the boss says, well, what happened to the project? We were supposed to get $50 million. And then the, the 40-year-old says, uh, oops, I forgot. I went out with my friends. And if you say to him, you fucking asshole, you piece of shit, I can't believe you fucking did that, um, you're going to be in trouble. That is not okay. You can only say to that 40-year-old man, it's okay. I understand that you cost us all that money. I don't have a problem with it. Uh, Go back to working on another project and we'll just try to do better. We'll just pick up the pieces. No big deal. We just have to go out of business, but that's okay. That's how you have to handle 40 and under. Now there, there are exceptions. There are people 40 and under who can handle what they should be able to handle. And that is punching them in the fucking face. Okay. But um, I don't recommend that because I have been, you know, I have done this many times. Ben is a special kind of sensitive. If you go up to Ben and you say anything other than I love you and you're doing a great job, Ben is going to write a Unabomber manifesto (coughs) and, and say that you are a bully. And, and he knows that. So I lived and learned. I have to be very, very careful around Benjamin because he falls into the bracket. So um, 
if Ben comes over and murders my family and, and cuts off my dog's heads and boils them on the stove and I come in and say, Ben, what the fuck are you doing, you asshole? He's going to uh, publish on Reddit that I was mean to him. And that's just the world that we live in and we need to accept that. So just wanted to throw that out there. I support the coach of Hawaii. Gen X, 1965 to 80. That's me. What is before that? Baby boomers? What is before... What is before Gen X? Gen X is the greatest uh, generation. Um, Yes. No. Boomers 2. I didn't know there was a Boomers 2. Boomers 1, 46 to 54. So they are 67 to 75. My dad is known as post-war. 76 to 93. Betty White was World War II, 94 to 99. Outside of that, there is no designation. World War II, post-war, boomers one, boomers two. I am not a boomer. You cannot say, okay, boomer to me. Gen X, absolute the shit. We get shit done. We make money. We rule the world. Gen X the greatest generation, even greater than World War II veterans. Gen X leads the world. Okay? Fuck those World War II veterans. Gen X rules the world. We are the greatest generation. It's all downhill from there. Gen X, the last generation for the lost art form of hitting your kids. From then on, no one strikes their children. And damn it, sometimes they need to be hit. Just going to say that. Some of you kids have needed to be struck. Problem with uh, with my kids, they were so much faster than me, so I would chase them around, throwing wild punches and could never really hit them. I don't really recall any of them getting beaten. All right. That is the rantings of an old, disgusting man. Everything I said there would have gotten me fired on the radio. And no one knows. There's so many people who hear me and like, boy, is he serious or is that tongue in cheek? Dad hit her. She's loud. One of my favorite things of all time. You're right. Dad hit her. She's loud. Jacqueline. No. Six years ago. (laughs) That gets a... Cut off. I wish it wasn't, but it is. Why is that cut off? Dad hit her. She's loud. I don't know why that's cut off. It'll come back around, though, on the Lost Zane recordings. 
Because Ben hijacked all the drops at one point and started playing them. Dad, hit her. She's loud. Incredible. All right. So that guy's going to lose his job. Head coach Graham for the fighting Rainbow Warriors. Hey, become a sponsor of the Eric Zane Show podcast. Just reach out to me, eric at ericzanesshow.com. And I'll tell you how it works. Just send me an email on the Shoreliner Striping Inbox. And I will basically write out the reach of the show, who's listening, um, how many in various areas. Like a lot of my uh, sponsors are local sponsors. Like, you know, I mean, Jacob Bennett installing flooring. I mean, nobody cares about that if they live in California. But I have enough of a local footprint uh, that it it works. I had 220,000 audio downloads in the month of December. It shattered my old record. My old record was 157,000 in the month of August. I had 220,000 in December. Nearly 35% of those are local. That gives you an idea of the reach of the show. That's how I can help you. It is pennies on the dollar of any radio marketing plan. The reach is just as far as any radio show, but about five times cheaper. So reach out to me and I'll tell you how it works. No pressure. Everything's a handshake deal and it works. So reach out. Eric at EricZaneShow.com. The Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Case in point. If you need a mortgage, go ahead and uh, call upon your family member. Call upon someone you see marketed on TV. That's okay. Uh, but you're shopping around for your mortgage person there. And please include in Ma- uh, Mario in that process. 231-332-6505. I'm not saying hire him sight on scene. Just pick his brain. When you reach out, please mention early in the process that Eric Zane sent you. 231-332-6505. If you want an icebreaker introduction, I can do that too. Just send me an email, eric at ericzaneshow.com, and I will introduce you to Mario personally, myself. He can help you no matter what state you're in. There are exceptions. Alaska, Maine, Hawaii, and South Carolina. 231-332-6505. If you're growing indoors, Horizon Hydroponics, H-O-R-I-Z-E-N, hydroponics.com. Great business, uh, brick-and-mortar business, uh, four stores here in West Michigan. Grand Rapids on Alpine. The Growers Outlet in Byron Center, Kalamazoo, and Lansing. All right? And you can also buy online anywhere in the United States if you're growing indoors. And a lot of people do, but they kind of keep it quiet. They like. Yes, in most, in a lot of states, you can do this perfectly legally. But people are like, shh, I don't want anybody to know that I'm growing pot. Um, Everything is mailed to you in discreet packages. If you buy online, your order is over $250. It's sent anywhere in the United States for free. And whenever you buy anything online, use the coupon code ZANESHOW at checkout. And you will get 10% off. Um, sorry, I just got a text. <laughs> um, where was I? 
You will get 10%. Use Zane Show at checkout. You'll save 10%. Thank you, Horizon Hydroponics. Hang on. I got to read this. Getting distracted. There's side stories going on. Family related. Don't worry. Everything's fine. Um, after Diana gets off work today, you know what she's doing? She's taking her car over to Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Today's an exciting day at Irvine's. Uh, it's groundbreaking day. They're expanding the business. That's awesome. Uh, I've, I've watched a lot of businesses expand um, since relationships started on the podcast. Joe Martinez. Seriously, he had like just one uh, rundown van. Now he's got several employees, several vehicles on the road. Uh, Irvine's another one. 616-532-6600. You will not be let down with the attentive service you get at Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. If you live in the West Michigan area, please, please bang on their door for any service you need to keep your vehicle running in tip-top shape. Uh, and it doesn't matter what you drive. Uh, domestic, Asian, European, hybrids, or electric vehicles. Continued education making them unbelievably versed uh, to do all of these great things. 616-532-6600. Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. You can also get a loaner car. Get your car fixed. Diana's getting the loaner car. Thank you. <sighs> My God. What a day. Mm-hmm. Let's see what's going on. I'm just looking at the comments. Uh, Gen X, best music, best cars. Let me think. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Because you're looking at that in terms of cars, that starting year of 1965. Okay, so now you have the muscle car. GTO, Camaro, uh, Chevelle. I think a 69 or a 70 Chevelle is my go-to muscle car. Or a GTO. Right in there. Of course, always very partial to my Catalina, but that is not a muscle car. A four-door family sedan with no horsepower despite a 455 cubic, cubic inch motor is not a muscle car. How about the one, what was that Dodge? Some of those Mopar products are sweet. Um, the, the, the Plymouth Satellite. The uh, Roadrunner, the Charger, the uh, the Super B. Remember the Super B? The Dodge Dart. Holy fuck. Chevy Nova. Oh, oh God. I've always wanted a muscle car, man. The thing about a muscle car is if I got one, I'd make it like my everyday driver. I'd be driving it in like the winter, you know? People who have muscle cars always bum me out because they don't ever drive it. They just like take they they drive it to like the Deltaplex for a stupid show or some shit like that. I want to haul ass throughout the town. If I had a muscle car, it'd be rusted out like the embellisher is within a year, you know? 
I'd, I'd, it'd be a snowstorm. I'd be like, <laughs> damn it. Chris K from GR had a 72 Chevelle. Oh my God. 67. And and a Chevy Impala. Yes. Oh, (laughs) fuck me. A lot of people are like, what about the old Smokey and the Bandit Trans Am? No, those were, those were stupid. Those things suck. The Firebird with the stupid back end had no fin on it. The Firebird was just a shittier version of the Trans Am. You know, they threw in that stupid 305 two-barrel in that fucking dog. Or in some cases, they threw in some garbage V6. No dual exhaust. And that dumbass back end. The, the thing that made the Trans Am spectacular was that, that fucking fin on the back, on the trunk. And then in that Trans Am, they put that big-ass 6.6 in there, four-barrel. Now, that car was fast. That was a Smokey and the Bandit car. But no, that stupid uh, Firebird fucking dog 305 piece of shit. Hated those things. Seventies is when they traded power for emissions control. Why did they stop that? Now they're like, ah, yeah. I think uh, Biden's trying to bring it back. Uh, Biden's trying to make it so that the cars are really, really efficient now. I think we can make them efficient and still fast. Reference to American Motors. Oh, my God. The Javelin. Yes. The Hornet. Remember the AMC Hornet? Or the Gremlin. Holy fuck. The Gremlin was fast as shit. Straight six. is wrong with me you can tell i'm running out of gas here on the show i'm talking about stupid muscle cars what the fuck is wrong with me uh john madden dead and every, and this is the second person i'm seeing trying to cancel him some asshole tried to cancel him because he blamed him for concussions and that one was stupid because john madden did a lot to prevent concussions he was the one he was on the the edge he was on the 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 uh, crest of the wave about football players um, and and protecting them. And he was the one that said that little kids shouldn't be running into each other wearing helmets and pads and stuff. And then he actually made it so that the game, the video game, it would acknowledge when a player is had hurt their head in the stupid video game, which if it's me, I make the video game. It's dumb to think that, I mean, they only did that for smoke and mirrors because that's that was the thing to do. I mean, for anybody to suggest that a video game could make a person have a concussion is stupid. Because if I was the maker of the game, now that Madden is dead, I would change the name of the game to Concussion and uh, take Madden out of it. Or I would, I would name it Madden. Now, 100% more concussions. So that... If you actually get a concussion and play with it, you know, you can do crazy shit in the game. So, like, if you get that, if you get a concussion in the game and then uh, the next play you stay in and they give you the handoff, you can be running, like, with a shotgun, shooting people while you're running the football. That would be okay. Or, like, Antonio Brown, 
uh, rip off your clothes and start jacking your dick on the 50-yard line. That would, in the new Madden concussion game, that's what I would add that in. I would promote it as such. That now, full concussions. Um, Now that Madden is dead, we don't have anybody holding us back and what Americans really want. Is I, I mean, I would want to play con- because I'm not an idiot, okay? And people don't go out and do things because of video games. But I'm telling you right now that if they made the Madden football game, now with 100% more concussion play, I am going to start playing video games again. I'm going to buy that game <coughs> because I'm not an idiot and people know that <coughs> concussions... Uh, in video games, don't make people have concussions in real life because it's a game. I have the same opinion about uh, video games and and kids that are in shoot 'em up video games. You know, uh, I, I often crack this joke when I was playing Call of Duty before I would get nauseous from the uh, uh, motion sickness with my son. I used to say to him, Jim, I'm loving this Call of Duty. And the joke that I said was, None of this matters, though, unless you take these kids to the uh, take these skills to the school, Jim. And he's like, Dad, what the fuck? What are you doing? And I go, it's a joke. And he goes, I know that. I go, well, of course, you know that because you're not an imbecile. Video games don't cause school shootings. That's a joke. So and any if anybody tries to tell you that video games cause violence, you are to kick their ass. Attack their throat, okay? Do something, anything. Video games don't cause violence. So I endorse the new Madden concussion game, and I think someone needs to look at that. That needs to happen. I want to be running down the field. You know, I you can go and punch the cheerleaders in the face. You can grab a fan out of the stands in concussion mode and pull out a straight razor and just murder them right on the field. Needs to happen. Who wouldn't buy that? I mean, you're grabbing a baby. You run to the top of the stadium and you throw the kid off the stadium. (laughs) Come on. It's a joke. There you go. Josh says that was the best part of NBA Jam where you could just throttle people. I loved that. I don't think that was NBA Jam, though, was it? Um, there was the Bill Lame Beer Combat Basketball. Remember that one? Where on the cover art, you got Bill Lame Beer getting the ball, and he's got shoulder pads on. So, I mean, that's diving into it. It's, it was a violent game. We need that. This is what we need. We need terrible things to happen in video games in order to make them fun. If you're going to make them uh, be all like a wimpy about it, I'm not interested in any of those games. Uh, I remember a football game where you could give the players steroids if they got hurt. Blitz, maybe? Yes. I think you're right. I think that that is true. Uh, I used to play a game on Sega Genesis called Mutant League Football. It was a spinoff of Madden, okay? And um, it was all sorts of uh, uh, a play. Exactly what I just said, and I'm not kidding you. You could throw a hand grenade while you were running the ball and a player would blow up. There's a reason why this all came up. Some asshole is trying to cancel John Madden. This Texas professor claims that John Madden's NFL games 
dehumanized black athletes. Now, I remember Colin Kaepernick tried this once. Like half a year ago, Colin Kaepernick came out with some stupid documentary that nobody nobody watched. It was horrible. And I talked about it on this show where Kaepernick is uh, walking through the shot of the NFL combine and uh, players are being, their, their arm length is being measured and stuff. And then all of a sudden it transitions to like a slave trade in auction of slaves. And he's, he's, he's saying that, uh, you know, uh, the the NFL combine where the players see how fast they are and how strong they are is just like slavery. It's like, you asshole. No, no, it's not at all. I mean, maybe because people are looking at black guys. That's about the only thing that is uh, comparable. But this is all about uh, uh, the draft and these guys' dreams coming coming true. I mean, it's not even close to that. This fucking professor says the Madden NFL video game franchise promoted by John Madden dehumanized black athletes and helped create a digital plantation. (laughs) Come on, man. Andrew McGregor, who teaches history at Dallas college in Texas, further claimed that Madden profited off of black athletic labor and glamorized the violence inherent in the game. Well, Oh my God. Since posting the comments Tuesday, the same day Madden died at age 85, the professor who is white has locked his Twitter account. But several of the posts were saved by social media users, some of whom reacted to the remarks. I have a lot of opinions on John Madden, McGregor wrote in one post. The creating of the Madden video game was not a great development for the United States. It further glamorized violence and dehumanized black athletes, helping to establish plantation plantation cosplay that has grown worse in the era of fantasy football. Oh, my God. There's nothing worse than a white guy who goes so far off the deep end that even the black guys, even the most militant of the black guys would be like, yeah, shut the fuck up. I play that game. I do fantasy football. Fuck you. You don't speak for all of us. In another, he wrote, it glamorized athletes using their name for profits while encouraging fans to disregard the humanity. <laughs> Madden built a digital plantation. How, how do you think people are able to read these, uh, write these things and then take, tra- they actually take themselves so seriously that I, I, I don't know how they actually manage. I mean, uh, to be that insufferable, who would actually want to associate with these, with these types of people? Oh, my God. Um, let's see. The fake kneel down is the kind of play I would have used against my brother in Madden, McGregor wrote at the time. Wait a minute. Wait. It says their Twitter users noted that McGregor previously posted about Madden NFL games in 2017, appearing to enjoy playing them. The fake kneel down is the kind of play I would have used against my brother in Madden. McGregor wrote at the time, "It would have been perfectly, co- it would have perfectly complemented my fake punt offense." So the internet sleuths uh, dig a little. They find that this guy is like the biggest fan of the game. Oh, holy shit! Uh, talk about the Kaepernick comparison. A Dallas College spokesperson confirmed to the Washington Examiner, which is kind of a rag. You know, one of those right wing rags that McGregor was employed there and that the school provided the following statement. 
The views of Professor McGregor are not those of Dallas College and comments made via his personal Twitter account do not reflect the opinions and beliefs of Dallas College. Wouldn't it be just great to hear Dallas College say, yeah, this guy is one of our employees. He's tenured. We're not going to fire him. He's a fucking idiot. We all love the game and we think he should go fuck himself. I just wish we, they would that we could get that statement. You know, Eric Zanify the statements. Just once in a while, say what you really want to say. This guy is an asshole. No one likes him, and that's the end of it. He has no friends. Chris K, who's really been bringing it today, says that's what happens when you spend your entire life in academia. Adam says, come see the violence inherent in the system. Help, help. I'm being repressed. <laughs> oh, my God. Can we get six more vids in the background going so it feels normal? Come on. Can't you give me a break? That was awful. I hated that that happened. But I'm a one-man show. It does happen. It's okay now, isn't it? I think it is. I don't see anything weird happening. All right, I'll try to do better tomorrow. We got the asshole of the day coming up, and uh, your candidates. The New Year's Eve debacle with your old pal Eric Zane. With a friend of the family's idiot boyfriend. Talked about the uh, Jeffrey Epstein documentary, Filthy Rich. Antonio Brown. Me playing five videos at once. Uh, Tom Brady saying, don't judge him. Detroit Lions get hammered. Philly fans nearly fall to their death. College football. Fight at the Peach Bowl. The coach from Hawaii. Uh, Not to mention the Madden plantation that we just talked about and how video games should be. Meet me at Bosco's Pub. I'm not going to be there tonight, but we will be scheduling another get-together where we just hang out and eat at Bosco's Pub. Eat and drink. They are right in Terra Square in Hudsonville, Michigan. Uh, Right in that whole area by Gemmins and uh, uh, in that kind of area where it used to be the family fair. That's all that like fake Hudsonville downtown area. I know if you live out of the area, you're like, we don't even care about this. Yeah, I understand that. But if you are in the area, you will love the food at Bosco's Pub. Uh, check them out online, boscospub.com. They're open for lunch Wednesday through Saturday. They open at 11.30 a.m. on Wednesday. Otherwise, uh, for the rest of the week, Monday and Tuesday, they are open uh, for dinner on. So I think it's like 4.30 on into the night. Bosco's Pub, boscospubonline.com. Actually, it's just boscospub.com. Uh, affordable limousine. And Party Bus, love them so much. If you're uh, thinking about uh, dipping your toe and becoming a driver and you have a Class B uh, license with passenger endorsement and you are an experienced driver, do think about becoming a full-time professional driver for Affordable Limousine. Well, you are a professional driver and you should be doing it for Affordable Limousine. A matching 401k, paid time off, great place to work, guaranteed tips, guaranteed Okay, so if you're driving like a uh, because that's the thing, you know, you you got people that are throwing money at you after a bus trip. They actually have it where it's a guaranteed tip you get 
in addition to your superior service that you're going to uh, provide, you'll get even more. You will make great money at Affordable Limousine and Party Bus. Go to buscareers.com for more information. And then, bringing up the rear for us, cleaning up shop. Frank Fuss, mypolicyshop.com. Frank is a licensed, independent insurance agent. This is what I suggest you do. Get an insurance checkup with Frank Fuss for all of your insurance policies. Home, cars, life, whatever it is. You've got insurance. I get that. Reach out to Frank and say, Zane seems to think you can help me. What? What, what the hell is going on? And then, like a freaking bloodhound, he's on the trail. All you have to do is make yourself known. It doesn't cost you anything. This is a free service. All you have to lose is higher prices for your insurance and better coverage. Um, it very, very well could be that Frank gets you better policies from different companies, and he'll search all that out for you for less money. Wouldn't that be fantastic? I'm telling you, there's a damn good chance you're going to pay less for your insurance. That means more money in your pocket for better insurance. Would you just let him try? This is free. 616-914-4070. Call or text him. And all you need to write is, uh, Zane says you can help me. What do I do? And then uh, follow his lead. He'll take care of the rest. It's so simple. My God. 616-914-4070 for Frank Fuss. Who is your asshole of the day? Who is it going to be? See if there's any suggestions. I'll start with that. Uh, Adam says, everybody think of your questions for Meathead on Wednesday and let Eric know if you want to play trivia tomorrow. I actually have a player tomorrow. It is Chris B. Chris B is playing trivia. And then who was it that reached out to me today? Was it? I forgot who it was. Was it Chris D? Who reached out to me today about playing trivia? Hadn't played since 2019. Oh, it was Kyle. Kyle T. So, okay. that that Unless I have a new player, a person who hasn't played yet, reach out to me. Uh, in two weeks, Kyle will play. But if you haven't played yet, reach out to me, eric at ericsaintshow.com. I got one for tomorrow, Chris B. But I'm always looking for new players for smarter than a former drug dealer trivia. So much fun. Um, I think I have $75 on the line for tomorrow. So, Chris B., you're up, buddy. Um, Okay. Asshole of the day. CTE for making Antonio Brown go kooky dukes. We don't know that for sure. Megan says, I want to play trivia sometime. I've never played. Well, there you go. You got it. Not this week, but next, but next week. You've never played. You're in. White guy at the Peach Bowl. Hmm. John Madden guy. Guy who hit his wife. Well... Didn't really hit his wife. He ran into her. Now, uh, you know what? He's an asshole, but I don't think he hit his wife. I think she was, 
I don't know. She was like a, a, a soccer player going down. Asshole of the day, Eric White, for talking about Antonio Brown before acknowledging Betty White's passing. Yeah, that's stupid. Had you not reminded me, though, I probably wouldn't have mentioned it because she died. And there's, there's nothing more to talk about other than just saying she was great. I mean, what the fuck? What do you want me to do? What do you want to do? Have a, a fucking seance here on the show because somebody died? No. That's, that's sad that she died, but there's, there's nothing more to do. I think it's down to a peach bull white guy asshole and the John Madden professor. Yeah, she flopped. John Madden professor peach bull white dude. Who's it going to be? I'm writing. Appreciate your votes and your suggestions. The asshole of the day is brought to you by JM Synthetics and TC Paintball. Peach Bowl white guy is asshole of the day. There you go. That's, that's our winner. Congratulations to you. Folks, I thank you for being here on the Eric Zancho podcast. I am now concluding today's free show. The Patreon will have more podcasting. I'm looking forward to seeing you all. For new people, you're probably going to be like, how do I comment on this? What do I do? If you ever get stuck about how to participate like you do now on the live podcast on Twitch, let me know. I've got a guy. Kenny is a wizard with that. Okay, folks, thanks so much. 2022 has begun. Show number 731, I believe, is in the books. Till next time, folks, have a good one. Bye-bye.
get your fucking skirt off and chug that fucking beer, dude. Yeah. Let's get this fucking show on the road, bud. Come on, guy. <laughs>